Well, um, the Florida Gators won, at least? <sighs> we'll talk about it on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Monday. I almost said Friday because I'm hoping it's the end of the week already. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work with whole nine sports and Giants country of SI.com. Before getting into today's content, just ask you to like, subscribe, comment, review, do whatever it is that you want to do. And let, let's try to have some fun with this Florida Gator season so far. Um, this is now the second game in a row where the Florida Gators have underperformed, to say the least. That, that's what we'll say with it. They have underperformed greatly so far. And I think... I know that there's a lot of complaints, and today we're also going to talk about Anthony Richardson not living up to the hype. We're going to talk about if Billy Napier should turn over play-calling duties. But I think one of the biggest things for me, at least looking at this, is when Billy Napier was calling plays for Louisiana, when last season when he had Levi Lewis as his quarterback, it was a basic offense. It was a boring offense, and pretty much myself and every other Gators media member was like, you know what? I think that the offense is looking like this because he has Levi Lewis at quarterback. It's that Billy Napier is heavily limiting this offense because his quarterback is heavily limiting his offense. And through three games, we've seen... Just awful, awful offensive play calling and even execution has been terrible. But I think the more telling thing about it, for me at least, when we talk about this play calling and we talk about everything that's going on, Billy Napier either feels the same way about Anthony Richardson as he felt about Levi Lewis, where it's like, oh, he, he's just he's going to limit this offense. He can't make the throws consistently. We need to get him moving. He needs to be running. So Billy Napier either feels the same way about Anthony Richardson as he did about Levi Lewis, or that's just the offense that Billy Napier calls. He just calls a boring, basic, and very simplistic offense. Um, which, no, is not going to work here. I can tell you that. We'll talk more about that in the third segment. But also, looking at this game, Florida should have killed South Florida. There's a very good reason why the Florida Gators were favored by 24 and a half. And I can tell you this. It's not just, oh, Florida versus South Florida. It's South Florida is a bad football team this year. Florida made them look really dang good. I, I can say that that it was just horrible. When you look at it, if if you take if you take a step back, take off the Gator goggles, whatever you want to call, take a step back, watch the game, and just know that Florida has all the Florida Gators talent. Florida has all their guys, and Florida has Anthony Richardson at quarterback. South Florida has the South Florida talent, 
and Jerry Bohannon at quarterback. Going against the Florida Gators defense, and Anthony Richardson got to go against the South Florida defense that got annihilated against BYU. Um, so there's that. But I, I think that it's like Jerry Bohannon outplayed Anthony Richardson yesterday. Well, Saturday. So it, I, again, my days are all messed up at this point. But <laughs> Jerry Bohannon outplayed Anthony Richardson on Saturday. That should piss you off. Because the whole offseason, we heard, oh, Anthony Richardson's a Heisman player. Anthony Richardson's one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Watching the game Saturday, Anthony Richardson is Mel Kuyper's number four quarterback in the 2023 draft. Can you believe that? He's This kid is incredible. Huh? Again, we'll talk about that a little bit more next segment because that was pitiful. But also... Florida almost lost to a South Florida team that could not throw the ball, which also, when you just combined that I just said, Jerry Bohannon outplayed Anthony Richardson, and I said South Florida couldn't throw the ball. They were practically useless throwing the ball. That says a lot about what Florida Gators' passing attack was on Saturday night. That was bad. It's plain as simple as that. Like, And also, I get it because I'm going to see comments that are like, Florida won the game. Be happy. No. Because in the grand scheme of things, I'm not looking at Florida if you win or lose. I'm looking at how you perform against schools like South Florida. Because guess what, big boy? You got Tennessee next. And Tennessee ain't going to take it easy on you. And we, we made jokes about Tennessee, but if Florida comes out the way they came out against South Florida, the way they came out against Kentucky, Tennessee's going to beat the crap out of them up and down that court for 60 minutes. Court field for 60 minutes. It's as simple as that. It's going to be a molly whopping over there. Okay? I'm going to let you know that Nayland is going to be lit up with happy, ecstatic Tennessee fans if that carries over. So keep that in mind. You're like, oh, yeah, it was ugly, but Florida won. It was South Florida and you won. You didn't do anything special or fantastic. And guess what? They almost sent it to overtime, but the hand was bad. The handling of the snap was bad. They almost sent it to overtime. They could have very easily won that game. Run defense, I pray that Ventrell Miller comes back healthy this week. Because if Ventrell Miller ain't healthy this week, Tennessee's running backs are going to run all over Florida. And I realize that I've seen all the tweets. Yeah, talk about Ventrell Miller all you want, but Ventrell Miller is one of 11. Ventrell Miller handles the communications. Ventrell Miller cleans things up in the run game. Ventrell Miller is the leader and the alpha dog of this defense. We could talk about the year that Brenton Cox Jr. has had so far through three games. He's been very well. He's been very good. We could talk about Javon Dexter so far through three games. He's been pretty good. We could talk about being happy with Shamar James as a freshman. He's been very good. We could talk about Mari Burney exceeding expectations. He's been better than we thought. But Ventura Miller is the heart and soul of this Florida Gators defense. And his presence is needed heading into these SEC games. So we better, we have to hope that he can be healthy enough to play these games. Because I'll tell you what, Florida, I'm, I'm thinking about the Georgia game. That's what I'm thinking about. Like that, that's, that's where I'm getting with all this. When I'm going to get down the line, down the line. I'm thinking about the Georgia game. If Florida plays against Georgia, how they played against Kentucky and South Florida, Georgia's going to win that game by 60. It's going to be a massacre. An absolute massacre. That's what I'm thinking about. That, that's why I'm like, oh yeah, I don't care that we won. It looked bad. 
Because when you play Georgia, who right now is looking like one of the craziest teams that we're going to see, guess what? Florida's got to play them. And Emerson played very bad against their very good defense last year. Could happen again this year. That's that's what I'm getting to. There's cause for concern. We're about to talk about Anthony Richardson not really living up to the hype, but first a quick word from Bet Online because the Florida Gators were favored to beat South Florida by 24 and a half. I said, I think they'll win by 21 to 28. Tyler Fornos was like, yeah, they should cover that spread. They didn't. <laughs> we can say that. They didn't. Florida Gators. Not great against the spread so far. Uh, in fact, I believe they are 1-2 against the spread because they were favored to win. They were projected to lose the Utah game, and they won that. And then they were projected to win or favored to beat Kentucky by 5.5, and, and they lost that by 10. And then they were favored to beat South Florida by 24.5, and, and they barely won by the skin of their teeth. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn all about the trends and action. Check out Bet Online. It's where the game starts. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day every day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Now, we're talking about Anthony Richardson, and I alluded to this last segment where I was saying, for so long this offseason, it was Anthony Richardson is a Heisman caliber player. Anthony Richardson is this. Anthony Richardson is that. And I'm also, I don't want to victory lap this. I am going to say the entire offseason, because I've been getting tweeted at and texted about it. And it's like for, for nine months, I've been saying Anthony Richardson is one of the most physically gifted human beings on the planet. Anthony Richardson has a ceiling higher than pretty much anybody on the planet at quarterback. Anthony Richardson needs a lot of work. And look at this. Utah game, I said, it wasn't great. It wasn't. It was good. It wasn't great. And running the ball is what got him good in that Utah game. Kentucky, horrible. One of the worst quarterbacking performances that I have ever seen. And I'm not being hyperbolic at all. One of the worst quarterback performances that I've ever seen. South Florida, terrible. Absolutely terrible. Against South Florida, Anthony Richardson went 10 of 18 passing with... 112 passing yards, bad. Zero passing touchdowns, bad. Two interceptions, worse. One of them was horrible in the end zone, which I know that afterwards it was like, hey, that was an RPO. He chose to throw the ball, and that's what happened. It's not as simple as, oh, he chose to throw the ball, that's what happened. No, that was bad. That was bad, bad, bad. Simple as that. Seven carries, 24 yards. Terrible. Last week, when I was previewing this game, I believe it was the Friday show. If I'm not mistaken, it was the Friday episode of Lockdown Gators. I said, South Florida, they're going to rush three or they're going to rush four. They're not going to blitz you frequently. That's not what they do. They're not super aggressive like that. What they are going to do is sit back in zone and keep their eyes on you. And they're going to say, hey, you could you could beat us if you throw the ball, but you have to make the right read. You have to make an accurate throw. And those are two things that Anthony Richardson has not shown the ability to even come close to doing in these first three games. Hasn't been. Um, it, it's been just bad, ugly football. It hasn't even been SEC caliber football. Like, like it's been bad. He's playing low power five football right now. 
That's what we're talking about with him as a passer. South Florida, like I said, is going to sit there and say, if you can beat us, do it. If you can throw the ball and beat us, do it. Have your way with it. Because we're going to drop seven or we're going to drop eight. And we're going to look at you and we're going to say, if you make the right read and you make the accurate throw, you could do it. And Anthony Richardson consistently made either the wrong read or an inaccurate throw. Sure, it helps if you're South Florida and you're watching this horrible scheme, this wide receiver screens, the jet touch passes, which I'll also say this. There were those little jet touch passes to Xavier Henderson. I understand the thought behind them. Because looking back at the last time South Florida played a team that was significantly better than them, you look at the BYU game, and Puka Nakua on the first drive, I believe it was the first play, took a touch pass to the house, just wide open up the middle, just nothing. No defender was even close to him. So Puka Nakua did that. So I understand Billy Napier and Rob Sale and his entire coaching staff going, we're going to do some of the things that they struggled against, that some of the things that beat them previously, we're going to do because we think they can do that. And we, we think that we can capitalize on that. So I understand that. But you've got Anthony Richardson who's got these Heisman hopes and these Heisman dreams. And guess what? It is a dream because the only way that 2022 Anthony Richardson is winning a Heisman is if he downloads NCAA football 14, puts himself in the game and plays on rookie. Because it's bad. It, it's very bad. And I was saying this in the lockdown now I did last night after the game. You need to either go to the option or you need to teach Anthony Richardson how to throw an accurate forward pass. Mechanically, he's still not good. He's better than he was, though. I will give him credit for that. And, and that's the thing. It's clear Anthony Richardson has tried improving. I don't know what it is with him, I, I genuinely think it's the mental part of the game for him. And not even not even the inability to make these reads, but I think he just has no confidence in his game right now. And that that's the difficult part where I go, he's still one of the most physically gifted people on the planet, but he has no confidence in his game, and he is holding back this Florida Gators offense. I think, then I've said this before too, I think you should just go option offense, honestly, at this point. You don't have to go triple option. You don't have to go all, all the way to Navy and high school games. But run the read option. Run the speed option. Get Anthony Richardson running the ball. Because he's good when he's doing that. He's not a drop back passer. It's, it's as simple as that. We're going to talk about that too in the next segment. But Anthony Richardson, just plain and simple has not lived up to the hype that everybody gave him for so long. And it is just pathetic. It's bad. It's horrible. And I know that there are people going, bring in a new QB, sit AR. Don't do that. He's still your best quarterback. The quarterback situation in Gainesville is not good. Just know that. So don't don't sit Anthony Richardson. But you need to figure out something to make him an acceptable quarterback. But again, that's on the coaching staff. That ain't on me. I, I can make the analysis and give my opinion, but <sighs> I don't make the decisions. We're about to talk about the play calling duties, but first, a quick word from our sponsors. 
to wrap up today's show, we are talking about the play calling duties right now. Because let me tell you, I am frustrated with this team. I am frustrated with the play calling duties. For those of you who don't know, Billy Napier is the Florida Gators play caller. Uh, Rob Sale is the offensive coordinator, yes, but Billy Napier is the Gators play caller. He wanted that responsibility in Gainesville. He wanted that. So he took that. And that's fine. I have no problem with a head coach being a play caller, frankly, because a lot of times you see a good offensive coordinator and that good offensive coordinator will then get a new job because he's doing good. And then you have to replace your entire offense. If you have your head coach calling the plays, then unless he leaves the school for the NFL or an even better job, which wouldn't really happen with Florida. I mean, Florida is a, a destination program. Um, then you have your offense set continuously. And that, that's, that's a sign of continuity. That's a kind of continuity that you need. Um, and then, so that's great. But again, Rob sales, the offensive coordinator, Billy Napier's calling the place. The play calling has been nothing short of absolutely abysmal this season. It's, it's just been so bad. The Utah game was okay because the Utah game, we saw a lot of wide receiver screens and we saw a lot of these simple things and we saw we saw a good deal of options also, I want to say. And it was like, okay. And I said this after the Utah game, I don't know if that's just what Billy Napier is going to do, if that's indicative of his trust and faith in Anthony Richardson or if he was just like, hey, you're not going to beat Utah turning the ball over. So play it safe keep it safe and and let's just try to pick up whatever we could and get out of here and let our defense do its job. I was fine with that. Going into the Kentucky game and going into uh, the South Florida game, we were hoping for more, but it was more wide receiver screens. It was jet touch passes getting involved, uh, which I, I alluded to earlier where I was like, I'm fine with the jet touch passes because against BYU, South Florida got torched on it. So I think that was just Billy Napier and this coaching staff going, BYU did it. We can try to do it and see what happens. Also, I, I think that it's just it, it's mind-boggling to me that it's who they're choosing to do this with. Xavier Henderson is not a shifty athlete. He's a, he's a fast athlete. He is not shifty. He should not be the one taking wide receiver screens. He should not be the one taking jet touch passes. He should not be the one doing those things. That's not that's not what fits him. And that's what's struggling too. That's what's frustrating too, is struggling to get those going. And it's like, why is Ricky Pearsall not the guy? I don't think I don't think Marcus Burke should be the guy. I don't think he's very shifty either. But Ricky Pearsall. Should be that guy. Next year, it'll be Aiden Mizell and Eugene Wilson or whoever else they want to do it to. But it's incredibly frustrating. The run game, just the complete lack of commitment to the run game is maybe more frustrating. Um, and I don't want to see... We got to give Lorenzo Lingard touches in my comments today. Uh, and I don't want to see that in my comments on Wednesday because that's that's a bad decision. So I don't want to see that. Um and I say that because between just let's talk about South Florida because it's the most recent game between Montreal Johnson, Trevor Etienne, and Naquan Wright, nine point eight 
yards per carry between the three of them combined. 9.8. That's fantastic. That is not a matter of who the running back is. That is your offensive line doing their job, number one. It's your offensive line doing their job. Number two, that is also just your running backs are incredibly talented. You don't need to put Lorenzo Lingard on the field. I understand a lot of Florida Gators fans like him. I understand he's a five-star, and you're thinking, well, imagine how good he can be. Don't care. The running backs that have been playing have been playing very well. But not being willing to run the ball with them as much as you should, especially in a South Florida game where you're dominating on the ground, is incredibly frustrating. I also understand the argument of, well, it's South Florida. Maybe it was Billy Napier trying to give Anthony Richardson a little bit of a tune-up, a little bit of a, a confidence builder. Guess what? He sucked again. So, no, that didn't happen either. And towards the end of the game, they should just completely committed to running the ball. I, I don't care about, oh, that was, a, that was an RPO that he chose to throw the ball to the sideline. You shouldn't have given him an RPO. He showed that he made the wrong decision a lot of times. You shouldn't have given him the opportunity to call an R- to call an RPO and execute an RPO. Shouldn't have been. It, it's that's the thing with me. It's not just the lack of commitment to the running game. Even if you want to use Anthony Richardson running the ball, I don't care. It's not the lack of commitment to the running game. It's not the wide receiver screens. It's not the jet touch passes. It's not telling Anthony Richardson to drop back and be a drop back passer and not a rollout guy, not play action, none of that. It's not any of those things. It's all of them. Because when you combine those things, you are begging your Florida Gators to get demolished against Tennessee this week, against LSU in a few weeks, against Georgia against Tamu, against Florida State. You're begging to get blown out, blown to smithereens in those games because you are committed to running that horrible offense. That, that's the issue, that the combination of decisions is going to lead to the Florida Gators becoming a complete joke in college football. That's my issue. That, that's what it is. If Billy Napier hands over play calling duties, it can't get worse than it is, and it will get better. I can I can promise you, if Billy Napier handed over play calling duties to Rob Sale, who I'm pretty sure has never called games before, it will work. And I say that because Rob Sale is an offensive line guy. Do you know what offensive line coaches like to do when they get play calling duties? Run the ball. Florida will kill teams if they run the ball consistently. That's the biggest thing. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day every day. We're available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about this tremendous running back duo that the Florida Gators have. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole9Sports and Giants Country of SI.com. And I'll see you all tomorrow.